0: Word for Today, a ministry of Living Word Lutheran Church in Eagan, Minnesota. It is our prayer that the message from God's Holy Word would bring a new and deeper love for Jesus in your life. Hello, and welcome to God's Word for Today, a radio broadcast ministry of Living Word Lutheran Church in Eagan, Minnesota. My name is Mikey Meester, and I am pastoral assistant at Living Word, and I have the pleasure to bring God's Word to you today. Our text for today comes from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 17, verses 14 through 21. When they came to the crowd, a man approached Jesus and knelt in front of him. Lord, he said, have mercy on my son, because he has seizures and is suffering terribly. He often falls into the fire or into the water. I brought him to your disciples, but they were not able to cure him. Jesus answered, O unbelieving and perverse generation, how long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring him here to me. Jesus rebuked the demon, and when it went out of the boy, and he was cured from that hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why were we unable to drive it out? He said to them, Because of the littleness of your faith. Truly I tell you, if you have faith like a mustard seed, you will tell this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. But this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Heavenly Father, we pray today that you would ignite our hearts in faith by the power of your Holy Spirit, that we may hear your word and that we may trust in it. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. God calls many people to many different jobs. Some to be teachers, some to be doctors, and even some to work flipping burgers at McDonald's. However, of all the people ever to exist, God called twelve men to a very special job. To be apostles. Beginning with Andrew and Simon Peter, throughout Christ's ministry, he called these twelve men for a very specific purpose. These twelve men were the first called to proclaim the gospel, administer the sacraments, and were given authority by Christ to drive out unclean spirits and heal every sickness and disease. The book of Revelation calls the twelve apostles the foundations of the walls of the new Jerusalem, and the gospels tell us that these men will sit on thrones with Christ in the final judgment. If Christ is the cornerstone of our faith, These men are the pillars upon which it stands. Yet even as we rightly honor these great saints, thanking God for their faithfulness and looking to them as examples for our own lives, we must remember also that these great men, even while having a holy calling such as the job of an apostle, are guilty of having some of Christianity's greatest failures. You see, despite being called to such a holy job as apostle, these men were sinners just like you and me. And being sinners, they often fell into sin, which caused them to fail at their jobs as apostles. In our text today, we see such an instance where even a young man's life, when it is on the line, the apostles fail. And they must be called out by their Savior and taught yet again, the very basics of the faith. But even as they are called out and retaught, we see that in Christ's calling out and teaching, he shows just how great his love and power is, not only for when the apostles fail at their jobs, but also for when we fail at ours. As our text begins this morning, we find Jesus coming upon a scene of chaos, Here the disciples are surrounded by a large crowd, and as St. Mark records, the disciples are arguing with experts of the law. As Jesus attempts to find out what all of this chaos is about, a man comes forth from the crowd to explain to Jesus what is wrong. The man tells Jesus about his son, his only son. He has been afflicted by a demon since birth, and it has caused him to be mute, to foam at the mouth to have seizures, and it often attempts to kill him by throwing him into fire to burn him or water to drown him. And yet the fact that this man's son is possessed by a demon is not the reason that this crowd has gathered. This man tells Jesus that hoping that his son could be saved from this demon, he brought his son to the apostles. In fact, St. Luke records that the man did not just bring his son to the disciples to ask for help, that he begged the apostles to heal his son and release them from this demon. But the man tells Jesus they could not heal him. And this is truly the main conflict of this text. These 12 men had been called by Christ to the job of apostle. And one of their primary functions as apostle was to heal the sick and cast out demons. Matthew chapter 10 says that Jesus gave the apostles the authority to cast out demons. This was their God-ordained job. And yet they failed at the job that God had called them to do. And it is because of their failure that this great crowd had formed and arguments had broken out. These great men who were known for their great miracles had failed. They had failed God, they had failed themselves, and they had failed the child whose life was in their hands. But the question is, why did the apostles fail? How could they fail at something that God had called them to do and given them the power and authority to do? Well, Jesus answers this question very simply. It is because of the littleness of their faith. The apostles failed because they weren't trusting in Christ to give them what they needed to do the job that he called them to do. And we as Christians often fall into this exact same trap as the apostles. We fail at the jobs God has called us to do because of the littleness of our faith. God has called us to many different jobs. And these jobs are not just the kind where you get up every day and work from nine to five like Dolly Parton. These jobs are all of the different roles which God has called us to throughout our lives. Martin Luther called these jobs vocations. And these can include anything from being a parent or a child to being a widow, or even being a citizen of a country. And while God calls us to do these jobs often, instead of trusting him to provide us with everything we need to get the job done, we begin to trust in ourselves to get the job done. And when we do this, it leads to failure to be able to complete the job. And for some people, this lack of faith leads them to despair. When they look at themselves, instead of Jesus for the strength to do the job, they begin to wonder how in the world they could ever do it. And it leads to anxiety and despair. As a father, there are times where I am not trusting in Jesus to provide for my son. And when I look at my little baby boy, and I think about all of my needs and I think about all of his needs, I think, how in the world am I ever going to do this? And it drives me to despair. For other people, trusting in God is like taking medicine. Some people are given medicine to treat their illness, but as soon as they start to feel better, they stop taking it. And in pride, they say, look how great I've done at getting better. And you know what happens to those people? They get sick again. In the same way, some people begin their God-appointed job, trusting in Jesus every step of the way. But as time goes by, they begin to forget that it is only by God's grace that they are able to do their job. And suddenly they begin to trust in him less and less, and themselves more and more. And in pride, they say, look at what a great job I am doing. So which one are you? Does God's job for you lead you to despair? Or have you forgotten Jesus and are now full of pride doing your job as if you don't need anyone because you are doing so great? Or maybe you're a little bit of both. In either of these cases, you will fail to do the job that God has called you to do in the way that he wants you to do it. For if this can happen to the apostles, it can certainly happen to you. You see, a lot of people seem to think that Christianity is all about loving your neighbor. But what they seem to forget is that first... You must love God. The Bible gives us many laws on how to rightly do our jobs that God has called us to do. But if we don't trust in Jesus to provide us with what we need to do the job, we will not be able to complete the job in the way that he wants us to. Just as the apostles failed to heal the boy, And cast out the demon. And when we fail to do what God calls us to because of our lack of faith. Jesus will say the same thing to us that he said to his apostles. You are an unbelieving and perverse generation. And just as the apostles were cast into the chaos of the arguing crowds which surrounded them after their failure, so we will be cast into the chaos of pride and despair because of our own. But Jesus comes in the midst of this chaos to bring us two phrases of comfort and promise. The first phrase is bring him to me. Sometimes when we fail to do the jobs that God has called us to do, we can feel unbearable guilt and shame, feeling as if we have ruined God's plans and messed everything up. But in these words, we see that even when we fail to do our jobs, God will still accomplish his will. All along it was God's plan to heal this boy and to free him from this demon. And while God would have liked to have used the apostles to do this, he didn't need the apostles. God doesn't need anyone to be able to do anything. But he chooses to use his people to accomplish his will. But when they fail to do their jobs, he can still accomplish his will without them. And this is a very comforting truth for us. For we can find joy and comfort in knowing that God wants to use us. He wants to use us in our everyday lives to reach those around us and to share his love with them. But even when we fail because of our lack of faith, God is not hindered by us. And so when we feel the guilt of failing to do Our jobs, we can be comforted by knowing that we have not stopped God from working. He will still be able to accomplish his will, even though we have failed. And the second phrase of comfort and promise is when Jesus says, If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move. And nothing will be impossible for you. This verse and similar ones like it are probably some of the most misused passages in the Bible. These verses, all about things being possible with faith in God, are often used by people who are in sports or other competitive activities in which they seem to think that if they only trust in God, He will help them to win their competition. However, this is a misapplication of the text. And truly, the proper application is much, much more beautiful. What we find in a proper application of this passage is that when God gives us a job, as impossible as it may seem, when we trust in him, he will always give us everything we need to fulfill the duties of that job. And when we fail to have faith and everything goes wrong, we don't need to make up for it. But if we come to him in faith and repentance, he will give us everything that we need to do that job right the next time. And so if God calls you to a job that requires moving mountains, he will give you everything you need to move that mountain. And this is what Jesus was trying to teach the apostles. As difficult as it may seem to cast out this demon and heal this boy, if they had trusted that God had called them to do this job and had given them everything that they needed to accomplish it, they could do it. But if they trusted in themselves, they would fail just as they did. And this same thing applies to us. We need to trust that if God has called us to do a job, he will provide us everything necessary to complete that job. If God has called you to provide for a child, then he will give you everything you need to provide for that child. And if God has called you to obey the government, as difficult as it may seem, he will give you everything you need to obey the government. You just need to trust him. But even after Jesus gives us these phrases of comfort and promise, he recognizes that sometimes the jobs that he gives us just seem too overwhelming. And there are times where it can be very difficult to trust in God. And for those times, Jesus leaves us with this final advice to pray and fast. There is nothing that can bring a person closer to God than a conversation with Him. Prayer gives us an opportunity to bring our fears and our anxieties about our jobs to Him. It helps us to know that God has heard our struggles and gives us an opportunity to meditate on Him and His Word. When my son was born, my wife went through 63 hours of labor, and then we, after he was born, we went and spent a night in the hospital, and we were looking forward to going home, and it turned out our son had jaundice, and he had to stay another night. And they gave him this LED blanket, this blanket full of these blue LED lights that he had to sit in for the day. And he had this mask over his eyes so that it wouldn't hurt his eyes. And my wife went to sleep, and she asked me to watch him. And His mask was falling down from his eyes, so I, I kept trying to fix it, but it kept falling down over and over again. And I was there for about a half an hour standing over him in this blanket, and suddenly I began to feel nauseous. And it got to the point where I could not look at my son anymore without feeling sick, and I had no idea why. Well, I looked up some things on the internet, and it turns out that LED lights are constantly flashing. And while it's imperceptible to the eye, sometimes you can register it subconsciously. And for a small section of the population, this flashing of the LED lights makes them sick. And unfortunately, I was one of those people. And it got to the point where I was in great despair. I did not know how I was going to take care of my son when every time I looked at him, I felt sick. And so I went and I prayed. And I brought everything to God. And he showed me that he had called me to be this boy's father. And if he had called me, despite the pain that I was feeling... Despite the sickness and the anxiety, he would give me everything I needed. He would give me the strength to be able to be this boy's father and take care of him no matter what. That is the power of prayer. That is what God can do for us when we pray. When we are uncertain about our jobs, when we bring this to God, he will give us peace and comfort and help show us that he is always with us. And finally, fasting. For lots of evangelical Christians, fasting is not a normal part of our lives. But Jesus tells us to do this for a specific purpose because fasting gives us the opportunity to place our trust in God, to sustain us through brief periods without food. It is a time to practice our faith in him in order to understand how he cares for the needs of his people. And if we can learn to trust him to sustain our bodies through brief periods of food, without food, it can help us to trust him to sustain our bodies and souls through even greater trials. Fasting can be a very effective tool. Not to gain any reward from God, but to grow in more intimate knowledge and trust of Him. So that when your job seems too much to handle, you can know the power of God to support you in times of need. And it can make it easier to trust Him. And so the question today is, do you trust God? Do you trust God to give you everything you need? Or are you stuck trying to figure out how you... Are going to solve your problem. If you believe that you can solve it. Or are trying to figure out how you can do your job. I'm going to tell you today that you will fail. But if you trust in Jesus. You will never fail. He is waiting for you. He is waiting to talk to you. And he is waiting for you. To trust him. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that you give us everything we need to to do our jobs. And I pray that you would impress this upon our hearts today. That we would love you, that we would serve you, and we would trust you no matter what is going on in our lives. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. for listening to God's Word for today. If you are impacted by the message you've heard, please consider donating to the ministry of Living Word Lutheran Church by visiting www.livingwordaflc.org.